The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. And we are back right here on the digital world on Freedom 106.5. My name is Karen Rose. Now, don't miss the finale of our Movember series with a panel discussion, Men Talk, live on CNC3 today, December 1st at 4 p.m. Join host Jason Williams and four courageous men as they dive into topics often left unspoken. It's Real Talk live on CNC3 and their Facebook page. Tune in, join the conversation, and share your thoughts. Janine, how are you doing, girl? Oh, my... Oh, 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 my there goodness, go. I'm great. There we go, there we I'm go. I'm so fantastic. I'm excited to hear more about this we pay. Um, <laughs> especially, especially as I am, uh, you know, maybe, Listen, I'm hard, maybe I'm harder to, to convince than most. This is, no, this is actually going to be a very good discussion because we have Mr. John Malenthal from WePay, the group COO. And this entire week, I was just telling him offline, this was We Week, literally and figuratively. It was <laughs> We Week. And some really amazing solutions have just been released or unveiled this week, I should say. And we're going to be learning more about the color app and the accompanying color card. And again, I just want to set the stage by saying, listen, folks, there are so many solutions all over the world that allow for this key thing to happen. And that is the ease of doing business. Just coming back from Colombia after the launch of WePay Colombia, I got to stay some extra time. And just that extra time was eye-opening for me because you know just a couple hours away in our latin american neighbors you're going along the side of the roads you're seeing street vendors when you're placing your orders for their products their goods their services what have you they're asking you how do you want to pay now just imagine when you're going to buy doubles there's not no how do you want to pay the only way to pay is cash right yes. and we know cash especially now is coming with increased threats i don't ever really want to have cash on me i like to have cash in my account yes. but i don't <laughs> i don't want to have the cash on me right so you're walking around with vendors in latin america and they're either pulling out their phones and you're able to pay them through the devices they're pulling out little point of sale terminals that are small like a calculator and you're tapping your cards and you're making these payments and you're just left wondering you know when are these types of things coming to Trinidad and Tobago and you know last before we bring in John um, I was at the coffee shop in Colombia and when the cashier asked the lady how does she want to pay she said Banco Colombia and the girl pulled out her phone she pulls up the bank app and every single one of her cards are digitized. So her bank cards are digitized. The credit cards are digitized. She clicks on the card that she wants to use. She taps her phone. The payment is made. And it's like, you know what? I It reminded me of being back in Toronto because I don't own a wallet. All I own is a card holder. And people are using their phones to make payments. They're using their smartwatches to make payments. And it just makes, you know, you being a little bit more free because you're not always having to run to an ATM to get cash. And you make yourself less of a target when you the less cash you carry, if any cash that you carry. So that all that being said, let's bring on to the show Mr. John Malenthal. John, how are you doing? I am not too bad. Good day, good day. I am not too bad at all. 
Ja, my feeling for doubles now, man. <laughs> oh, the Colombian version of doubles. The right? Colombian churros, version. Churros. churros. <laughs> churros. <laughs> Arepas and empanadas. All right. Mm. I could do it. I could do it with an empanada right now. Now, John is the group COO and the acting We Pay CEO of Trinidad and Tobago. So it's definitely a pleasure to have you. Um, just to kind of kick things off, you know, um, we still have people who may not have ever heard of WePay because maybe they've never needed to use WePay at, at their present point in time. But now they're getting into business. They're now looking at things that they can use to get paid from international people or even right here locally. So just give us um, a brief breakdown of what WePay does and then give us kind of a bit of a history as to where WePay came from when you guys started. Oh, sure. Thank you. So... We've been around from 2017. Uh, I've been with the company from 2017 as well. So we've been in the business of payments for a few years as well. Uh, and the idea behind WePay was really to fit or to fix a need in the market to help with the adoption of e-commerce. What does that really mean? People being able to take their businesses online to reach new markets, to accept payments online. And at that time, there were just barriers, uh, lots of barriers, including credit card penetration, if you did have a business online, how many people in Trinidad and Tobago at that time had access to online payments to pay you? Penetration was less than 20%. Links cards weren't doing online transactions just yet, so e-commerce was struggling. So we set out to level the playing field, remove some of those barriers, and very quickly this is how we did it. We made it easy for you as a business, as a merchant, as an entrepreneur, as a sole trader, to sign up for a WePay account, and we would give you all the tools you needed to take your business, your idea, your services online and get paid. At the heart of it was always the option or the ability to just get paid. People need to get paid. And out of the box, that is what WePay set out to do, and that's what we did. And you've, and you've been doing that very well. Mm -hmm. oh, thank you. And now... Um could you introduce the new digital app, Color, and its primary objectives to the nation? I'm feeling kind of funny because we're in a black t-shirt, but okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> black and well, color. Black Friday was good. It's all good. All right. So yeah. still, I, I could roll with that. Yeah. All right. So Color, if I take one step back, WePay is online. You go online on the web or you go on your mobile phone. It's a web-friendly interface and you interact with it. But we always wanted an app. Mm -hmm. And why we always wanted an app, because the kinds of things you can do in an app just level, you know, take the experience to a whole new level. So color really is a coming together of seven years experience in the market, watching everything that's going on all around the world, the technologies that we know are proven, but fit the needs of our markets. And I say plural markets because we're in multiple markets yeah. and then packaging it in a way that is just easy to use. So color literally is, you know, I, I want to say we pay version two, maybe as we pay version three, right? So color really is going to bring, uh, or has brought, I should say, all of those services in a way that's easy to consume. And we'll get into some of those services in just a bit. Color also has a card to it. So it's also bringing a new feature or an addition to the suite of tools that you have in terms of financial services. And that's really what's at the heart of color. You need access to financial services. There are different ways you can access it. Color is going to provide to you on, on, on an increasing basis 
easy access to critical financial services. That is what we're talking about. Now, we just have the owner and founder of WePay and Color Bank, Mr. Alden Wayne, is joining us from Jamaica. So he has just came on the Zoom line. Aldrin, you could go ahead and unmute. Hold on. Go ahead. Aldrin, are you here? There we go. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, actually at uh, Tech Beach in Jamaica. How is... I'm supposed to go on stage in 20 minutes, so I'm, I'm sneaking in. I'm outside. <laughs> just call me. I'm like, yo, give me five minutes. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> we just, we just, we just started with John. That's good, man. So, you know, I want to ask you, because we got John's side of things, you know, talk to us about the journey that you have been on from when you started this company from 2017. You know, what was the goal when you first started? And now that we are now rolling out color, you know, how has that goal changed? So how did it start off with WePay? You know, how has that evolved um, over the years? For sure. So, I mean, the goal is still the same. It was always about inclusion, right? Uh, when we started WePay, it was to provide value. What's up, Kibbe? <laughs> it was to provide value to um, people that was, you know, disenfranchised by the existing, um, you know, system. You know, um, I would say financial system, but it's, it's a bit more than the financial system. You know, we had a lot of people that, you know, did not have access to some of the tools that they needed to be successful in any of their businesses or even in their general life. Right. So the goal of WePay was to, you know, bring a bit of, uh, you know, value to that community where, you know, you can now access some of the solutions that, you know, help businesses, you know, evolve, grow. And, you know, since then, you know, you know, we just built on that, you know, we brought more solutions, hopefully that would benefit that unbanked, and underbanking. Now with color, you know, what was the gap that you've seen in the market where you said, you know what, you're, I mean, you're everywhere now. You're in multiple countries. You travel. You're a student of the game. You are always looking at how we can uh, do better business and have, um, and again, include people who are not really a part of the system. You know, what was that big gap that you've seen in the market that color can now kind of come in and fill that gap? For sure. So um, we started WePay, like I said, to you know provide value in terms of you know small businesses, individuals having the ability to now accept payments from uh, playing the world. You know, Visa, Mastercard, any of these uh, existing banking wheels um, allow them to accept payments. Um, but what we saw is that outside of that business community, individuals who might be you know, doing a small business who may not have, you know, a full company registered, you know, they're just starting up, you know, they were still outside of, you know, the inclusion that we were trying to provide, you know, we did bring a solution to market, but it was very specific, you know, it, yeah. it excluded you know, the individuals. So with color, the focus on that is to incorporate, you know, that bit of the, the market that we left out, you know, the individuals who, you know, may not have a full business, may not be, you know, uh, doing online payments. They're just individuals selling at the side of the street, the coconut vendor, you yeah. know, the, the doubles man. You know, they want, you know, to be able to grow their business. So, you know, colors that, you know, utility that we think would help those types of uh, individuals. 
All right, cool. Now, can you break down some of the key features of the color app and the accompanying color card? So, I guess, John, we can start with you. Yeah, man. Happy to do that. <laughs> we can't go through all the features, but um, remembering that my boss is on the line, right? <laughs> so, hey, hold on. <laughs> all right. So, um, I'll start with probably the, the one that's just, you know, the, the big ticket item, at least for me, and that's yeah. just getting paid. Uh, so there are different ways that you can get paid. Yeah. You have the color app on your mobile device and uh, <coughs> you need to get paid from someone, a customer, whether standing right in front of you or it could be somebody abroad. Yeah. Or just not physically in front of you. Yeah. Let's start with the QR code. That's an easy one, right? I think, you know, we all are accustomed to QR codes now being used for all sorts of different purposes. You have a QR code that's unique to you and unique to that transaction that you as a merchant or the receiving or the requesting party, you use the color app, the QR code appears, and the person in front of you in this case scans that QR code with their mobile device, mm -hmm. enters their credit card or debit card details securely. You don't have to see it. There's no contact. And that payment is processed and passed on to you in real time. So you see that, ah, okay, success. And you know that that transaction is now successful. Right. That QR code can also be shared. It doesn't have to be physically in front of you. I could pass it on WhatsApp. I could display it on my site, on my, on my CV. It doesn't really matter. A QR code, as you, as I think everyone knows now, mm -hmm. is just many, many, many uses. Yeah. Right. That's an easy way to get paid. The one that I think, and I call it, this is the real sexy one, <laughs> right, <laughs> is uh, tap to pay. So this gets to the heart of the availability, lack of abundance in some cases, of point-of-sale terminal devices. And particularly, as Olin mentioned, for the types of persons who we try to include in this financial arena, yeah, they don't always get a point-of-sale terminal. So what if your mobile device, in fact, functions as a point-of-sale terminal? Is it what? As a point-of-sale terminal? So let me ask the question. You go to the pharmacy now, you go to certain supermarkets, restaurants, etc. You can tap your card on the point of sale device and they'll probably ask you, check-ins or savings? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And you indicate check-ins or savings, right? In some cases, you may have to enter your PIN based on the value. What if your phone could do exactly the same thing? So, Kieran is standing in front of me. He needs to pay me 200 bucks. I put that in, in my color app and I use this, the tap to pay option. Yeah. And all Kieran has to do is take his credit or debit card and just place it on the back of the phone. Then he enters his CVV. I don't know it. He enters his CVV and that transaction is processed. That's a, that's a three digit number in the back yeah. of your card, folks, if you don't know. That's right. If you flip your, your, your debit card or your mask, sorry, or your credit card, card over yeah. next to where the signature ought to be, yeah. there's a three digit code. That's called your CVV, right? So that's a layer of security as well. But you just got paid with a mobile in your hand point of sale device. Mm -hmm. Think about the applications to the very persons who we want to provide that level of inclusion to. Mm. Right? Tap to pay is great, fantastic. And it's using technologies that are out there. We didn't invent it. We just put it together because we think the market is now ready for it. Right. Nothing before it's time. Yeah. But the market is ready for it. And we also have invoicing where you can request a payment, you can put details. Uh, it's almost like a receipt. 
So there are different things that you can do to get paid depending on how you interact with your customer. Wow. You know, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. You choose the option that makes the most sense at the time. Mm-hmm. So, so Aldwin, let me let me come to you, right? So, John broke down some of the key features of getting paid, right? Now, there's one thing that you've always said is that you know, cash is ubiquitous, right? And there is a reason why you have you guys have built color the way that you have done because you want it to be ubiquitous as well. You want people to be able to just understand it without having to go through additional steps. You know, why is that important? Um, when you guys developed it, why is you know trying to make the app as ubiquitous as possible important for adoption? You said it right there, adoption. User acceptance is you know what drives you know any tech company or fintech company. You know, signing up and you know having fifteen people, fifteen thousand customers sign up to your app, but then one or two people use it, it's not going to drive the business, right? So. If you understand the market and the Caribbean market, which I think you know we kind of figured out, you know, people are not looking to reinvent what they currently do. You said it, cash is ubiquitous. I want something that gives me that same feel. I don't need to download an app for me to make a transaction. If I'm running around the Savannah, I'm tired. My wallet in my pocket have cash and I can pay the the cooking vendor, right? Right. So that solution is supposed to be just as easy. If you're telling me I have to pay that vendor and that vendor and myself have to have something very specific so that we could do a transaction, that's a layer of friction that's not there with cash. Mm. Now, if you're telling me that the card, the wallet that I have in my pocket and that debit card or credit card, I can literally just use that in the same way that I would have used it uh, uh, in a restaurant, then there's no friction for that transaction. So we built that into the product because for user adoption, as you said, has to come with ease of use and providing a value to the customer. If we are adding a layer of friction, we are not adding value to the customer. And so you're not going to get the adoption. Now, uh, Aldrin, I know you, I know you have your, your time is limited. I have John for a little bit more, right? Now, you're in multiple markets. You 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 guys are headquartered out of Jamaica. You're living in Miami right now. Again, you're traveling to Ghana all the time. So why, are you putting my, why, are you, why are you putting my business out there, man? I apologize, sir. I apologize. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I live I live on I live on on on, on C two A. Okay? Yes, you're absolutely right. C two A. Every time I get on a plane, C two A. You're there. So the yeah. question I have, right? The question I have around digital wallets, right? Digital wallets mm-hmm. in the U.S. are utilized mm-hmm. almost everywhere. That is a day-to-day thing, right? What is the difference between mm-hmm. the digital wallets that are being utilized in the U.S. versus the U- digital wallets in Trinidad and why we have so much friction and why we have a low adoption and usage rate? What does that difference look like? Um, it's, it's the same thing that we were talking about, right? Um, the ability to provide a value, uh, to your customer that is similar or better than what they, they can do. So the apps that you talk about in the U.S., right? They are actually fully integrated into the banking ecosystem, right? So if I have to make a payment to you and, uh, you have an app, I have an app, the money that's on that app, on that, the app 
moves comes from my existing bank account. Right. And I don't have to go to my bank. I don't have to do anything. So my money that's in the bank account, I download this app. And guess what? That app connects that money in the bank account. So now the money in the account that I normally had to go withdraw or use my bank card, the app could take it from my bank account and put it in someone else's bank account. So it provides me a value. It provides me a value of ease of moving my money compared to going on the banking app and doing a wire transfer, going to an ATM and withdrawing cash and handing it to the person. The app reaches into my account and puts the money in your account. That's convenience. That's, that's what I need. And that solution is possible because, you know, their infrastructure is set up to allow for technology to uh, integrate with the legacy banking rails that's there, right? Um, we, we don't have that quite yet <laughs> developed in the Caribbean. So it's going to be a bit more time before we could get to that point of ease of use. You know, everything we, 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 we do right now is an additional layer to what's there, you know? It's not taking away friction, it's adding friction, which is going to always be difficult to compete when, uh, you know, there's an easier way to do what you're doing right now. Right. So, so I'm guessing that has factored into the development of color because you guys are looking at what is out there in the world, where are limitations are, whether it be legal limitations, whether it be technology limitations, and you guys have skillfully navigated to see how we can bring value to the customer, am I correct, John? I hope that I hope that's always perceived. Yes, I mean skillfully navigated. Yes, that sounds good. <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. All right. Now I have a question for people like myself. I got mm-hmm. hacked the other day. You got hacked, right? Uh... <laughs> All right. So, question: What security measures have been implemented in Color to protect users against fraud and other digital threats? Hmm. Mm. So now you're asking somebody's secret sauce. <laughs> right? So that's a very good question. And perhaps ironically, part of the reason for color, and particularly the color card, is actually to provide a layer of protection. Right? So I can make a couple of statements that I think would not would not reveal too much. Okay. But the application and the card are developed or built to the requisite standards, is what I'll say, right? But then our approach in all matters with security, whether it's WePay, whether it's color, the card, there's a high degree of scrutiny and external intervention, let me put it that way, that goes into everything we put out into the market. And we do that after after release on an ongoing basis. Because, you know, right now Trinidad is, for some reason, just really popular. <laughs> right? And not in a good way, really popular. Everything that's happening, all these companies are, are being attacked or, or attempted and so on. Yeah. So the color app represents everything that WePay has been doing in terms of security. The standards are there where they're required, right? And we have some layers that I would, I would really like to keep under the secret source, right? But put it this way, from the time you log into the app, we know who you are. Right. We know who you are. Right. Alden, Alden, just, just to kind of piggyback on that, right? Let me know. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I know Alden's about to go on stage just now. This is probably my last question, Alden. Um, Alden, when yeah. we're talking security, right? Um, when right. we had the conversations about people hang using... On, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Look at what's going on. Um... Yes, go. from Tech Beach. How you doing, boss? Oh, he can't hear. Yo, Kyle, just quickly, you know, Tech Beach, how's that going? 
and they froze as soon as I asked. Uh, oh, no. If you guys don't know, Kyle Maloney and Kirk Hamilton are the co-founders of Tech Beach Retreat. And their annual retreat in Jamaica is happening right now where they bring uh, tech entrepreneurs and founders all across the world. Um, I'll just tell him a little bit about Tech Beach. I'll just tell him a little about Tech Beach. Um, so, Kyle, talk to us. How is Tech Beach 2023 going so far? All right. I know here. I know here. Say again. Yeah. I said, how is Tech Beach 2023 going so far? You know the challenges that I had to face to be here, bro. Of course. And so, yeah. So, it's been a blessing to be able to even execute given what I've faced over the last month, you know? Um, and so, I'm... I'm ever grateful to God for allowing us to just continue and be able to produce at a high level. Um, quite frankly, I feel relieved, you know? Yeah. Um, in the month of November, my mind was thinking about not having this at all. Right. Respectfully yeah. so. Um, yeah. But um, as I, as things progress and our partners and everybody keep saying, Kyle, it's better to be here and doing this than to be home and, and sad. We're here, and, and I'm grateful for the community that we've built and all the love and the appreciation and guys like Aldwin and stuff that show up, you know? Appreciate it. I appreciate you too, bro, you know? Listen, we, we me and you have to talk, but, you know, um, just let people know, um, just from your point of, from your point of view, um, what is the goal yeah. of Tech Beach? Because Tech Beach is a place where every single year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but there yeah, are people man. that are building businesses for the first time who might have never heard of Tech Beach. So what is Tech Beach and what is the goal of Tech Beach? Yeah, cool. Good question. Tech Beach is a community of people who are trying to change the world based here in the Caribbean with people in our global diaspora. Yeah, we're people who are small businesses, large enterprises that are just asking the question, how can we make the Caribbean? How can we make Trinidad? How can we make Jamaica? better today than it was yesterday, better tomorrow than it was today, you know? And so technology is something that's cross-cutting. Everybody uses technology. So it's not about like software developers or as they say, techies. The fact is that everybody uses it. If you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're sending an email, everybody's trying to figure out how do we use tech better? And Tech Beach is about bringing together people that are using technology together with the best global brands into the Caribbean to really figure out how can we make this better, bro? How can we really move the needle on things? And it's about community. It's about how can we make progress together? And, and that's that's what we're about, you know? And we're blessed to have a really amazing community of amazing people that really ask that question, how can we help? I love it. Kyle, we're going to have to have our own segment, so we will sync up offline to see when either, yeah, you're, either you're in the country, because if you're not in Jamaica, you're in Medellin, you're, you're in Colombia, yeah, you're yeah, somewhere. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's, let's make it happen, bro. We let's will make, make it, it happen. happen for sure. We will make it happen. Is Alden around yeah, you? Or is he going on stage now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me give him. Let me give him. All right, let me oh, get the... Uh, I think I need to go on stage now. All right, perfect. Alden, you go handle your thing, and we'll wrap up the rest of the interview with John, all right? Thanks again for punching right, in. Hold on, dude. Uh, yeah? All right, take care. Yeah. So, John, all right, so we're going for John for the rest of the interview. So, John, right, uh, just to kind of follow up on the security aspect, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, what I was about to ask Alden was one of the big things was that you wanted to be able to protect people's credentials, um, protect their credit cards right. because you see Janine, Janine like to shop. Janine's a hot girl. Janine like to <laughs> shop. That card hot, yeah. right? Janine's fear. Yes. is, you know, with all these breaches happening, you yes. know, Janine doesn't really want to shop online anymore. I was asking Janine about if she shopped online for Black Friday. Janine was like, listen, I have my big back TV. I watch in DVDs. <laughs> I'm not shopping. <laughs> you know, so what, so what, yeah. what measures yeah. has Color put in with right. respects to the security of protecting the Janines of the world so that they can shop online and uh, minimize their exposure? That's a really good question and a really timely question. So thanks for that. So Janine, here's what we have for you, right? Mm -hmm. Come on down, right? So <laughs> basically, you have a debit card and or credit card, right? And every time you use that online, you potentially put yourself and your funds at risk. If it's a credit card, it's the bank's funds, but it still puts you at risk. Mm -hmm. If it's a debit card, that's your money. Mm -hmm. And we have 80% plus penetration, debit card penetration here. So persons using their cards online is risky, right? What if, and this what if really is the color card, yeah. you could use the color card, which is a prepaid card, right? Mm -hmm. And you load the funds that you need from your credit card or your debit card into your color card. And that color card is what you use online. But you don't load all your funds into the color card. You load the funds that you need. If that color card, for whatever reason, is compromised, the only thing you risk, really, is whatever little balance of funds are left on that card. And you can kill that card from the color app, as in you can basically freeze it, stop it, burn it, and just reorder a new one. So the idea is don't use or don't expose your credit card or your debit card to online shopping. Use the color card, use it as a charge card, uh, and never put a whole bunch of money on the card. Just put what you need to handle the transactions in front of you, and you can do it in real time. I can say, just give me two secs, and I move money straight into my color card, and then do my transaction in real time. So that protects you. How does that sound for you, Janine, when you're thinking about shopping online? Because as of right now, if you're using your credit cards, because we are using our credit cards, you know, would you rather move your money to a card that's a, pretty much like almost like a burner card? So at least you're not exposing your money. Like for somebody who is security conscious right now, given the state of mind that you are in, how does that sound to you? This is all right. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. It's all right. It's all right. right. It sounds good. The fear you have is your card is compromised. Correct. And then you turn your eye and money missing. Right? Yeah. yeah. But the only money that could miss is the money that's on the card. Yeah. So which, don't put too much money on the card. Put what you need. You're going which to you would use exactly. when you're ready to use it. Yeah. You can. You, you can put it there at that point in time. If you know you're going to be spending for a little period, yeah. you lose sufficient funds in. Mm -hmm. But that flexibility to manage your risk or exposure. And if for whatever reason you see something awkward or, or funny with your card, you can just put a hole in it from the app. And that means no transactions can be charged to that card. Zero. I think there's a lot of good with that because, for one, if your bank, if your bank card, Janine, right now gets compromised, your credit card gets compromised, mm -hmm. you have to join a long, lengthy queue yeah. on the phone. Sometimes the banks like to make us wait for an hour and change. All yeah. that time, people could be splurging, <laughs> right? Yeah. But now you have control to turn it off 
And I do like the fact that, you know, I because I would be thinking security in mind, mm-hmm. I'm never going to put money on the card and just leave it there. I'm only going to use, I'm only mm-hmm. going to put money there when I'm ready to use it. And when I'm ready to use it means I've already gone to Amazon, I'm on a checkout page, that's the total, I'm moving that money across and I'm going to go and use yeah. that um, so that my actual account is not is not yeah. compromised. I think, I think an important aspect of the card is it functions just as a normal card. You can use it at the ATM, you can use it at the point of sale. Hey, you could even tap it on, you know, on another color phone, right? But it functions just as a normal card. But the level of control that you have through the color app in managing that card and managing your exposure right. is what makes it really, really compelling, especially in today's world. Yeah. Jen. Mm-hmm. All right. So, mm, what are some of the major challenges faced during the development of color? Color? Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, uh, how long we are? <laughs> All right. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, a lot of it has to do with the intended audience to start with because you want to put something together uh, that satisfies a broad spectrum of users. And that's, that's probably one of the biggest challenges we have. We yeah. have from the very sophisticated like you yeah. who really will squeeze every ounce of value out of any product we put. Yeah. And then we have persons who may even be hesitant or reluctant at first because all of this digital thing, I can't see my money in front of me. You know, I under the mattress, <laughs> right? And that's where the financial inclusion unbanked underbank space exists. Right. So how do you put a single product out that appeals to everybody? Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Should it be very colorful? Should it be kind of vanilla? Too many colors can be overwhelming. Too vanilla could look, you know, so there were stylistic things where we went back and forth, back and forth, as well as just the use of language. Yeah. Should we say request a payment, ask for money, beg our money? get paid i mean we settled on get paid right mm-hmm. but i mean we went through all sorts of iterations because we've also been doing this for a few years so we kind of know the yeah. market we know our customer base to a large extent so that was a big part of it how we put this thing together in a way that we hope is easy to digest easy to use for savvy users and for first-time users right i think that was one of the biggest challenges we face with color mm. now we are talking about the color app and the color card mm-hmm. but it wasn't always the color card right back in 2019 um, we were at we day people remember the rebel card right so talk to us a bit about you know what happened with rebel and what was the pivot that needed to happen from because again rebel never really came out but right. what was that pivot that had to happen and you know what happened with rebel because i know yeah. there are people that are like hey i was ready since rebel right. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> rebel yeah right rebel yeah i know right target taji right? yeah um, you know we we've always wanted to put a card in the market yeah and if anyone you know familiar with is familiar with our we day events we really try to be forward thinking forward looking and put things in the market that bring value. You're not about competing, we're about fitting a need, fixing a problem. The Rebel card still is, by whatever name, something that the market needs. It's now called color. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, right? Yeah. What was the difficulty? I think Alwyn mentioned it succinctly when he was speaking. We leverage the existing reels, right? Whatever banking reels, whatever commercial reels, financial reels, locally, regionally, internationally, to put things together in a way that the end user has a great experience. Yeah. That's what fintech is. Yeah. Fintech is innovating but leveraging all that exists. 
that's at the heart of fintech right yeah. and putting it together in a way that tastes good smells good feels good is affordable reliable accessible convenient etc yeah we tried from 2019 right to do this now remember we're also trying to do this in multiple markets yeah and each market has its own challenges right yeah so from the partners that we started the conversations with leading up to the announcement of rebel to the partners that we now have yeah for the release of color there have been some changes right that's what i'd want to see and even the partners that we use in different markets may change right so it's not a one size fits all so we've had to skillfully navigate if you will the landscape from end to end to make sure all the T's were crossed, all the I's were dotted, all the punctuation was there, sentences were capitalized, indented at the paragraphs, yeah. <laughs> to make sure that everyone is comfortable putting this into the market. That's literally four years of accountability that I just tried to explain there, putting this together, what, well, well, what you'd now see before you as a color card. Wow. Yeah, it's not easy. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> So how do you foresee color impacting small businesses, uh, merchants, and vendors, for instance, the cruise ship market or the carnival season? Such a such an awesome question. I gave an example at, at the release we had, sorry, the reveal, not the release, the reveal we had earlier this week. And all it is is really saying, how many times have you, as a customer, gone to make a purchase and you either didn't have enough cash, right? or didn't have your card, but for whatever reason, you simply couldn't complete that transaction and you're frustrated. Or yeah. flip it around as a merchant, somebody who wants to get paid. You're not accepting card payments and the customer in front of you only has a bank card or insufficient cash. Do they go to the bank, pull out cash, run back? Eh, the inconvenience. So the whole idea is if every merchant, no matter where you fall in the spectrum, how big you are, yeah. a street vendor, Somebody selling fruits. This is the example I gave, selling fruits <laughs> out of the back of his pickup. You see it all the time. They have the best produce because it's fresh and they, there's no middleman. Mm -hmm. It's me, my wife, my kids, my family, and the back of my pickup. Yeah. Right? And an extreme example. Or back in my day, they used to have um, the Ras Brothers, the Drag Brothers. Yeah. Right? When you go down there and these guys making leather and wood carvings and all sorts of things. Why can't they accept cards or card payments? Why does it always have to be cash? Yeah. If you look at the cruise ship industry in particular, there's a high, high uh, level of persons coming from foreign. They're not going to have Barbados dollars or TT dollars or Jamaican dollars. Just US. They might have a little bit of pocket change, but yeah, the expectation yeah, is I have my bank cards. Why can't I buy arts and craft from the street vendor? So think of the missed opportunities when you simply cannot accept a payment as a merchant or a business and flip that over to say, what about your frustration as a customer? You simply can't acquire or buy because the merchant just can't take your form of payment. Mm -hmm. Color is going to give the merchants, the vendors of all sizes. It doesn't have to be a street side vendor. doesn't have to be a roadside merchant. could be a business. could be a hairdresser, a professional, a gym instructor. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It gives you the ability to get paid. That's really what it is. So for Carnival... Carnival is peak season, all these foreigners coming in. You should never miss a transaction because you simply couldn't accept that form of payment. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's huge because I'm even thinking of, you know, last year or the past carnival that happened, you had 
um, you had some events that happened mm -hmm. and they implemented a digital wallet thinking, okay, people would leave their cash at home, let's just set up the digital wallets and we should be good. And then they realized, wait a minute, 60 to 70 percent of the people coming to our event is foreigners. Yeah. This doesn't apply. Yeah. And then they had to come back yep. and call WePay yeah. and say, hey, we need help. We, we, we can't use a digital wallet because the majority of our clientele that are coming to the events are not from Trinidad. And we, that, that, if that's the bulk of our clientele, we don't want to miss out on payments. They're not going to be walking around with cash. Matter of fact, we don't recommend for them mm -hmm. to walk around mm -hmm. with cash. Risk. But we need to be able to have them, um, we need to be able to accept payments from them. So you're very spot on with the utility because the last thing you want to happen is you have a business, all these foreigners are coming down, and you cannot get paid by them. Yeah. The, the key point perhaps to that, and I'll underscore it because this is really like a significant differentiator as to why color party receiving or requesting a payment is required to have the app. None of your customers need to install anything, download anything, or have color. They don't need to know anything about color. So at that point where it's like, hey, I can take your card payment, they're not going to say color. Yes. Are you, do you have color? It's just going to be like, hey, do you accept credit card, debit card? Sure, yeah, let's stop. Or just scan this QR code. So that, that lack of a barrier or a pre-requirement is what Olin referred to as friction, which yeah. I'm underscoring. We try to have like little to no friction as much as possible throughout the whole experience. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, right? Moving forward, when we, the public, are looking at color and looking at WePay, what are the differences now between what WePay does versus what color does? What are the differences for the public? Yeah. I think a, a good example perhaps would be online banking. So if you look at the types of transactions that you can do online and the types of transactions you can do inline and perhaps the types of transactions you could do on a mobile app there's some differentiation between all of them so not every forum or platform is the best forum depending on the type of transaction so color or so we pay let me go back to we pay we pay yeah. is is a full you know payment platform and if you log on there's a lot of data and a lot of features and so that you can get into your transaction history but it takes up a lot more real estate because the assumption is you're sitting in front of a computer. Whereas color is designed to be a mobile app. Mm -hmm. So the, the information overload is not there. Yeah. But the key features are there. So the types of things you would want to do from color are the high value, high hitting, high frequency type transactions that are presented in an easy way. Right. And in a sense, color represents, and I, I think I mentioned it a little bit before, it represents what WePay started off doing, but we've pulled it together in a, in a really, really nice way. So all the high-value things are right there in front of you. All right. Okay, so for me now, how is Color navigating regulatory approvals, especially from the central bank? Skillfully. <laughs> that was Kieran's words. That was Kieran's words. So, so the regulators, I mean, whether it's in Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica, um, you know, the, the, the Eastern Caribbean territories. Yeah. The regulators are all at different levels, levels of, of um, openness, I should say. You know, maybe that's not the right word. But each, each country has its own uh, uh, position in terms of where they see digital payments, how sophisticated they are, and their process for approving or reviewing 
types of activities in fintech because fintech is new. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just fintech is, is evolving so quickly. And of course, the regulators have to determine innovation versus risk. Right. Right. Over, over regulation can kill it. Under regulation can lead to risk. Yeah. Right. To the whole financial system. So we have a bunch of conversations going on with different regulators. Part of that is because we have different products or we play in different markets. Right. So some things are related to us as a payment service provider. Something else may be related to us doing remittances or accepting remittances. So we have a relationship here with the central bank, Bank of Jamaica, et cetera, et cetera, where we either call them or they call us. Right. We prefer when we call them, of course. Yeah. Right. But the central bank is vigilant. Um, we try to explain. They just want to understand. They need to see what's going on. Uh, they don't like to be surprised. Yeah. I think that probably sums it up the best. The central bank doesn't like to be surprised because they keep their eyes on the market. Yeah. Let them know first. Yeah. You know, so hopefully, hopefully they see us in that way. I mean, and I, and I, and I hope they do as well. You know, over the years, we've seen a lot of payment solutions come and go, go. Yes, yes, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, and WePay has been just growing and growing and growing despite we've heard the buzz of a lot of different solutions over the years, right? You know, because you guys have had to skillfully navigate mm. the regulators and central banks in every single country that you guys operate in, you know, what has made WePay um, unique in the sense that it has been able to stand the test of time from 2017, enter into different markets, work with the regulators, work with yeah. the central banks, and again, we hear all these other solutions, they come, big, big applause, and then they disappear. What has made WePay different? Hmm. We are extremely determined, we're very flexible, and if you say you can't do this to us, we'll say, okay, so what can we do? So we don't just take no for an answer. And sometimes that's what it is. Like, no, you can't do that. I'll say, okay, not I, but we will say, because yeah. we pay. But, okay, so what can we do? Tell us what we can do, because we believe this is good for the market. Yeah. Um, so our ability to not take offense, to not easily walk away, right? And I think even more than both of those, choosing the product or service that you think is a good fit for the market. Yeah. You know, not everything is for every market. And because we've seen it in foreign, as we say, it doesn't mean I just bring it here, you know, put, put the red, white, and black on it, and we're good to go. Is it fixing a problem? Is it, is it meeting an actual need in the market? Okay. And I think that has allowed WePay to survive over the past X years. We're not tied to anything. Hmm. If it's not working, we'll drop it, and we just move on. But we will move on. So that resilience comes back in, right? I like that. You guys don't fall in love with the product. You guys fall in love with the problem. So the well, problem, we fall in love with the solution. Well, yeah, <laughs> the, the solution. Fixing, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if the product doesn't work, we'll fix Sayonara. it. Sayonara, yeah, yeah. Now, are there any upcoming features or updates for color that users can look forward to? Yeah. So some, are, some I won't talk about just yet uh, for obvious reasons, right? Mm -hmm. um, because your regulators don't want to be surprised. But yes. So we call color a super app. What is a super app, right? It's not, a, it's not an app with a cape. Yeah. A super app is really an app that is multiple apps or multiple solutions all in one. Think of it like a marketplace solution for financial services. So color is not only getting paid. There are other feeders into color that will be coming on over time 
that really makes it quite a powerful financial services application. Getting paid, moving money, paying bills, applying yeah. for a loan. We spoke about that. Yeah. Um, so all of that will be housed in color. And I'll say this much. <clears throat> if you have an app, or rather, you have a presence, not an app, a presence in multiple territories, there are some possibilities now for WePay as a multi-jurisdictional uh, organization. And there are things that we would now be able to explore and do because of our presence, yeah. right? The Caribbean, the US, African continent, South American continent. So that kind of is the, the broad vision for mm -hmm. where we want this to go and colors a key part of that. <clears throat> so we have about two more questions left uh, for John. Now, John, where do you see color going over the next five, 10 years? What is the big vision for hmm. color? That's a really good question. 10 years is a long time. Yeah, especially in, in the tech space. Yeah. Where, mean, where do you see it going? If we overlap, you know, AI, yeah. what's happening? There are all sorts of possibilities. So I will say this. Um, color is not a wallet, per se, right? Not, mm -hmm. not in, the, in the regulatory sense of it. Color is an app that is supposed to be an enabler, an includer. And if I could use this phrase, it's not our phrase, but I'll use it. It's like you're literally getting a, 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 you know, a bank in your hands, a bank in a box. Yeah. Right. You have a solution that you can install on your phone. You have a card, the kind of financial services that you can now have access to. It's easy, particularly the younger generation who don't like bricks and mortar, who want things done in real time and see the value. I think that's where color is going to position itself or is positioning itself for the generation that is coming up. This is the kind of tool, the kind of platform that allows them to do what they want to do in their time, in their way. I like that. All right. And finally, when will color solutions be available for the public to download and to use? Thursday. You heard that, folks? Thursday. <laughs> you, you heard that? Thursday. Thursday, February 2020. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so let me, I mean, this is always a question, right? Yeah. Um, believe me, it's not another rebel. <coughs> oh, that's why we asked it. <laughs> yeah. we, we did the release, sorry. <coughs> we did the release with the intent of testing the market a bit, creating some excitement and getting some early feedback. The product works, but we can't put it out until we've completed a couple of things. Uh, as I mentioned before, we are in communication with the central bank. Yeah. Um, they are doing their due diligence to make sure that everything is as it's supposed to be. Uh, we are also doing some finishing on some of that testing I mentioned from a security perspective before we actually look to put this out in the market. Yeah. We are already live in Colombia, just so people understand. As I said, color, because we are multi-jurisdictional, yeah. the same things don't apply in every territory. Right. So you can download color if you're in Colombia, right? And there's a whole different set of uh, uh, things that you would go through in Colombia based yeah. on the rails and the commercial uh, the commercial banks and where they are at over there yeah so i would say this i can't tell you an exact date to yeah. do that i will get another call that may be a little unpleasant but what i would say is we really want to get this to you imminently yeah and i believe it will be coming to you imminently not four years from now not four not not four months from now yeah soon and very soon we know people are eager so hold on 
it's coming. I, it I, is coming. I, I feel that that feels like either I'm getting a Christmas <laughs> present or it feels like I'm in time for carnival. I feel I feel like it's one of those two. You may not you may not be um you may not be inaccurate. <laughs> if I can say that try carefully. So I would I would I would encourage everybody to go and follow WePay because ultimately they are going to make the announcement. I think the most important thing is that um, I've tested it. It is working. Um, I've seen it working. I have a couple of videos where I have been using my color card to receive payments from PayPal. I've gone to the debit card machines. I've been able to tap at the ATMs, mm -hmm. withdraw the money. So, folks, it is working. I have the app. It is working. So the final touches, I mean, I've, I've seen it. I've smelt it. I've touched it. I've interacted with it. Mm -hmm. You know, so um it feels like it's it's almost there i don't want to pressure john too much but it feels like it is it is that release is going to be happening very soon and i feel like either i'm getting a christmas present or when carnival happens i can start to take some payments from people yeah, that are tap coming to play. In. tap to play tap to yeah. play that janine I, you're talking tap to janine to right now <laughs> you're talking to janine right now well, John, I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and talk, not just color, but, you know, just the, the industry as well, because there's a lot to, you know, I think one of the things I will always give you guys credit for, and I said this at the unveiling, you know, when people look at WePay and they say things like, you know what, uh, I don't want to use WePay, this didn't work or that didn't work or whatever, right. um, I don't have this problem with a PayPal or I don't have a problem with, right. with, with Stripe, I want people to remember that PayPal and Stripe are damn near 30 yeah, years yeah. in the industry with billions of dollars that have been invested into this thing as yet. Um, I don't know if I don't know if a billion dollars has been invested into WePay as yet. I hope so soon. <laughs> you know, the depends on the currency. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, they're they're not even 10 years into the game, and I think the right people are in WePay to navigate the different countries that they are in to ensure that whatever. Uh, whatever uh, legislation there is or is not, <laughs> you guys are primed to figure things out and to get something to the public. Um, and I think that's probably been one of your biggest challenges, whether there's been either no regulation or no yeah. law, no legal framework, yep. and, you're, and the regulators themselves are, you know, working alongside you to build it, you know? I remember just the other day when court pay was being released, so it was called the WePay bill that huh. that was announced in, in, in Parliament, right? Because you guys are working with the regulators yeah. um, to create a lot of these things. So a lot of these frameworks, either uh, they don't exist or they exist in, in a very outdated way. And, you know, WePay has been that company that's been working alongside everybody to get things yeah, off the we, ground. We've, so We've tried. We've tried to, you know, where there's a, a, a block, yeah. but... The value behind the intent is accepted as something of good value. Yeah. It's always to try and work with whichever organizations are required to make something happen. Because at the end of the day, there's a significant value behind the intention that we want to add and we want to bring to the market. And I think that's really why WePay continues to exist, because we're bringing a value that the market wants and the market sees. Perfect. John, thank you for taking the time. Follow WePay. Check out the website. Follow them on social media. Uh, when the announcement for Color is ready, good to go, everything, you know, they've, all the I's have been dotted, T's are crossed, and it's, and it's released on the Play Store or the App Store. Uh, follow their platforms. You will be the first to know. So we will amen, be back. Amen. Yeah, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. We will be back with more Digital World after this. 
The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. We had a lot. We had a lot to discuss with John Malentio from WePay um, about the new color, the new color applications. And we had a couple of messages that came in, and there was one in particular, you know. Um, you listen, Team Janine. Janine is not <laughs> alone. Janine is not alone, right? So we had a couple of messages, um, uh, persons asking questions about how do we load the cards. Great. They need it for their business. When can we download it? Um, and then the one that came in that was talking about, um, you know, what is what is happening in the world? Why is there such a push for digital currency and cashless society when cash is king and they don't want entities tracking them and they feel as though their freedoms are being infringed upon because they want to spend as they like you know and i mean that is definitely a big concern i'm, I'm sure you know I, I always laugh about this um you know i'm sure i'm sure there is there's a there's a bubble in the in in the hills living off the land you know smiling that he not beating up with none of that technology you mm-hmm. can't defraud him because he yeah, yeah, hacked some bank or anything like that. Janine, why do you think there's why do you think there's 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 that big fear? How do we overcome that? Um I I think we I think people we just need to start small, you know, you know, we need to start small. We need to creep before we walk. And then people will feel more comfortable uh to go full on digital. Uh, there are a lot of concerns because we we uh, do not have the security. Um, we just don't have the security yet in Trinidad, and you can see that we got we got a a major major part got hacked the other day. Do you feel Since like that hack? Uh-huh. I I went to the bank and I'm like, before anything happens, <laughs> I just was too hard. I'm like, before anything happens, I want you card, I want you password, I want you everything, right? Because it just happens. And so, rightfully so, and rightfully so. And I think uh, that's the concern of a lot of people. For sure. And I think, um, as I said, you have to be patient with our with our people. So what if we like a simple life where we we just save our money under our mattress? That's just we are we are still part of the Caribbean, you know. And not everything, as somebody was saying, not everything has you know it's, it's in a time and not everything is, is going to happen overnight. And um, I think that people need a, a a while again to warm up to that cashless vibe, to that everything this fintech, even the word. Like <laughs> two days ago, I'm like, what the hell is this fintech thing? Like financial technology, financial tech, what dies, what that is. Right? So, a lot of people are just like me, and we have our concerns, and we're like, Psh, hold on. Let me see how this goes first. Let me see how it goes first. Let, let me give it a try. Let, let them give it a try. Let them see how it goes. Let me get the feedback, and then I will know if I'm going to try this thing too. Yeah. Right? And I think that's where we reach. We just need... Um, so it's good. Don't stop with the technology, but then do testimonials. Do do more testimonials from people that are actually using your products and stuff so that we can feel a little more comfortable. You know? I agree. I mean, it, the thing is... We're in such a unique position, Caribbean-wide, where we we are behind, we've been behind for so long that now that we're at a point where things have to evolve, we're going to be leapfrogging 
several things. So, mm-hmm. like, back in Canada, right? Like, nothing that we've spoken about today is revolutionary, and that's one of the things that John said. We're not, we did not invent anything. We did not create anything. We are simply um, taking things that have been available for years on end and finally bringing it to the Caribbean to kind of bring us forward. Mm-hmm. Because as of right now, the main form of anything is cash, right? But cash is no longer the safest option for a multitude of reasons, right? Leaving your cash underneath the mattress, it just devalues every minute of every single day. Your money doesn't work for you when it's under your mattress, right? Um, But there are things that we don't have in Trinidad that I've had in Toronto, we've had in Canada, and we've had in the U.S. for 25 years. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think people understand that, right? There are things, there are basic things that have been available for 25 years that we still don't have across the region. And we're finally starting to get little things so that it can make the ease of doing anything, right? And at the end of the day, we can't have it both ways, right? It's either we're going to stand up in line and complain that the lines are too long to do anything. It's either we're going to complain that we don't get the right service or we call and we have to wait an hour on the phone before we get anybody. It's either we're going to be okay with that because the solutions to a lot of the challenges that we face on a day-to-day basis all involve technology. And a lot of the countries around the world have solved a lot of the problems that we still have via use of technology. So we cannot have it both ways. I think now for me, and this is one of the reasons why Digital World and you know a few other initiatives are happening, is because I think one of the biggest problems is people are always going to fear what they don't understand. And if yeah. there is no place you can go to learn what is this thing, what is fintech, right? The fact that you could learn about fintech on Digital World is already a step in the right direction. Because I think the problem is, is that we've always been dropping technology on people across the Caribbean and just saying, hey, this technology has been up for 20 years. We just assume you know what it is and we assume yeah. you know how to use it. And then people are like, but I have, ne- I have never heard of Cash App. I have never heard of PayPal. I've never heard of these things. So how, why, how and why are we going to use it if I've never heard of it and you're not teaching me anything about it? Mm-hmm. Right? So I think the education for everything is going to be critical in, in moving the needle forward. And again, you're not going to get everybody. And that's okay. The point is you're supposed to have options. Right now, we, right now the only option we really have is to use cash for everything. But what happens to the people who do not want to use cash at all? We're the ones that have no options in the field. We're now trying to get options. So just because there are new options and new ways of doing that are coming out, that doesn't mean that cash is going to disappear. There's nowhere in the world that you're going to go where there's no cash. Mm -hmm. All there is is there's just people that don't use cash, but there's cash available. So if you do need to use cash, you can get cash. But the societies have evolved to the point where, you know, they just use cash very minimally. And that is always going to be the goal. Like, you're never going to just get rid of cash. Well, at least not anytime soon. I don't think, you know, in our lifetime we'll be living in a cashless society where nobody uses cash whatsoever. Because even the most high-tech spaces, like a China, they're still using cash. They just don't use it a lot. Right. We'll get there. Trini just, we, we cool with the cash. We like cash. 
cash we like. Yeah, a lot of people like cash spend too. Spend the money, spend <laughs> the money. <laughs> Most of these songs funny enough. A lot of these soca songs, especially coming out from the girls, talking about spending money. Spending money. And mm-hmm. in the words of a, of a great soca artist, Janine, is that your wallet, they're on the floor. Bend over, <laughs> pick it up. Yeah, so a lot of money being spent. Um, Little Bit's song is Take All His Money. Take all his money. Ooh. And then Jadel has a song that says, oh, God, hold on. Spend, spend the money. Spend. spend I want you to spend that money all up on the fire, oh buddy. Jadel making sense there. She making, making sense, sense eh? Yeah. I got to ask her, are you talking about the actual cash? Are we talking digital money? What are we, what are we, what are we talking sure about? Talking. What are we talking about? I'm sure we talking that cash. Right? That cash, like... <laughs> Most people, that's what we know. That's what we know still. And as I said, it will it will take some time. It will take some time, but I don't know how we could be rushing to go financial tech technology, but we have not covered our basic education system, primary school, secondary school. We're still using these big books. So I think I think it all will take time. Yeah. Oh yeah, for, for sure. To, it's it's Head it's in that proper direction. I mean, we're still fighting about laptops in schools and <laughs> stuff, you know what I mean? Most of the things, just get a tablet. But we're still fighting over laptops and who buy laptop and that, tap, 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 tap. So <laughs> I um, I think when we are in a better space, we will be more accepting of those cash apps. It will. We pay, wap, wap. It will, it will, piece by piece, piece by piece, it's going to get better. And the thing is, right, we, we also, what I would, what I would, you know, tell everybody is that we're not living like Trinidad. Yes, Trinidad is an island, but we are part of the global economy, right? And we are in a situation where people, foreigners, are coming to Trinidad and Tobago for a variety of reasons. They're coming here for the cruise ship season. They're coming here to go visit Tobago. They're coming here for carnival. And the rest of the world is not using cash like that. Mm -hmm. So you business owners, especially the business owners, you even if you're walking around with cash, you need to ensure that you can get paid. So the solutions like a WePay where you can use your device and get tapped to pay the digital invoices, the QR codes, you need to be up to the times on these things because when foreigners are coming here, we are not coming with cash in our hand. Why would on earth would we be changing our U.S. dollars to TT mm-hmm. when we can't go back to the U.S.? We can't go back to Canada and change TT. Heck, as of right now, we can't even go and take our TT dollars to Jamaica and convert the TT dollar into Jamaican money, right? So we're in a situation where our money is not even strong on a global scale. Um, people do not want to change their currency to get TT dollars. So you want to have the solutions in place that when people come, you can get paid via any mechanism and not just limiting yourself to cash. But on that note, you know, it is November and we have the finale right. coming up. So do not miss out on the November series with a panel discussion called Men Talk, live on CNC3 today, December the 1st at 4 p.m. You're going to be joining the hosts, J.W., Jason Williams, and four courageous men as they dive into topics often 
left unspoken. I wonder what's I wonder what they're gonna be talking about. Mm. It's real talk live on CNC three and on their Facebook page. So tune in and join the conversation and share your thoughts. Janine, as we wrap up, what is the weekend looking like for you? Aha, uh-huh. uh, lots of birthdays. I want to say happy birthday. Happy belated birthday going out to my friend Korea. Happy birthday going out to my friend Ashley. She celebrates today. Happy birthday going out to Nyla Blackman. We're going to celebrate tomorrow. And on Sunday, thank you to Pantron Bego. I will be out there in Pantron Bego hosting the Panorama 2024 single pan finals. So that's what I will be doing this weekend. Hey, hey. I'll be in the savannah for the pan. Busy, the busy. The panorama. Busy weekend. I will be, well, I started, I am I am now officially part of the faculty for UE Lockjack. Oh, nice. So I will be teaching a class tomorrow uh, on building your digital presence and monetizing your Ooh. platform. So I have that class tomorrow, so I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. And then I finally bought some new luggage. I am finally going to unbox it. <laughs> I am very excited right. because right, right. I have to start to pack because McDonald's Gone You're going again. Yeah, gone again. Oh, gone again. But I'll be here with you next week, though. Okay. I go in. I leave in a Friday night. Okay. I and then we're going night. for a long time. I go in for a week. I go in Mexico. Nice. Mexico. I like that. I want. I want to see the world, Janine. If you could go anywhere right now, right? Money's not a problem. Mm. You get free ticket. You get that. Where are you going? I want to go to Ethiopia. I will go there and I'll see what's up. Why do you want to go to Ethiopia? I'm curious. What's what's happening? I think Ethiopia I'm Ethiopian. I think it runs in my veins. So uh-huh. I want to go there and I want to see what's up. Yeah, I want to definitely take a trip and, and see what's up. Ethiopia mm-hmm. looks very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want to take a little look and see what's up. I want to dive in a little more and get some more history and yeah. If it's, I'll be on that side of the world for a little while. If it's I'm one good. thing, mm-hmm. before I made the decision to go Mexico, I was looking at Tunisia. Right. So there were some very, very good deals. So the hotels were looking very good in Tunisia. Yes, I was like, you know what? I think I'll just go to Tunisia. And then I seen the, the flight price. And I'm like, ah. ah okay, right. okay, okay. Exactly. You know, but no, nah, Africa, Africa, this, has yeah. to ha- Africa has to happen next year. I need to see Lagos. My cousin lives in um, Ghana. So how is, how are they loving it? Love loving it. I haven't seen her in years. She hasn't even come back. Oh lord! She's missing here. She's gone. She she missing or not missing she's here? She's really gone. Missing here. She gone. Uh, that is man. It's been years since I've seen her. Wow, Ghana. Yeah, Ghana is beautiful. Ghana is she beautiful. Sends me her pictures and videos and stuff. Ghana is gorgeous. Listen to me, Medellin, Colombia. If you have never gone, I advise you to take a trip. Medellin is like, well, Colombia on the whole is like a mix of like everything. So you can get you can get the U.S., you can get New York, you can get you can get Singapore, you get the Caribbean, you get Canada because there's 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 parts of Colombia that snow. You can get a piece of anything you want in Colombia, and my time in Medellin was just amazing. Like I love the weather. The weather was great. It wasn't hot. Mm. It wasn't cold. But Janine, you're a foodie. Yes. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you see the food in Medellin. There's a couple of things that I learned while I was there that made my experience amazing. For one, 
they have an entire region that dedicated it's dedicated to agriculture so the food that colombia grows actually feeds it, it feeds colombia mm-hmm. right so everything that you're eating in all the restaurants every single thing is fresh mm. right the second thing and this is what one of the um, one of the tour guides was telling us that when the government was investing in the transformation of Colombia in the early 2000s you see how we have a food badge in Trinidad you just pay you fill out a form and bam you can go and sell food mm-hmm. in Colombia they actually have a mandatory chef course that oh, is lovely. long as long as you are selling food there is a course that you have to pass and only then, after you pass it, will you be allowed to go and sell food or work with food in any of the restaurants. Mm. So because of that, it doesn't matter if you go into a hole in the wall, Janine, mm. the food is of a level of quality. Mm. There is mm. a presentation in every single meal, and there is a baseline taste. Like I, never, I didn't have no bad food. I had one okay meal, and it was only okay in comparison to everything else that I was eating there. So everything is fresh because they grow everything themselves and then they have, you know, a level of quality control with respect to their food. You would go there. Oh, and third thing, Janine. Janine, you're paying for everything in pesos. Your TT dollar goes very far in Colombia. So you are spending, you're, I mean, we're in like five-star restaurants eating meals. Like I'll show you some pictures. And these meals are coming up to peanuts in Trinidad dollars. Mm. So you're getting quality drinks, quality restaurants, quality food for next to nothing. You know, so if that is a place, I'd, I'd say, yo, put that on your list of places to go next year. I know next year I better see you on flights damn near every month. Mm-hmm. Bookings. That is it. Bookings. And when it's not booking and you feel to say, I gone. You're gone. But Digital World, folks, has come to an end. Janine, where can the lovely people find you, you online? You can find me at JYNNYN on my IG. Yeah, at me there. I'll be there. Lovely. And you can go and find me on any social media platform at Karen Rose, K-E-R-O-N-R-O-S-E. That is it for us as we wrap up the digital world. We'll see you next week, Friday, from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Janine. Bye, my loves. Peace, love, and cupcakes. Have a good one. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.